Head coach Steve Clifford speaks to Rod Boone in an interview, plus Mark Stein ranks the Hornets. Now, where do they fall on the hierarchy that is the NBA? And then we go to the wheel of random Hornets content. That's all today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. That includes YouTube, by the way. And you can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Doug Branson, LOH, and the show handle is on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. We're going to get to the random wheel of Hornets content. I know Doug wants to talk a little bit about the inactivity. Yeah, for sure. And will you have new no, categories? No, I'm saying last time, last show, I had it ready to go. Mm-hmm. I was ready to roll. And we almost skipped it. Well, now, luckily, we did. We didn't skip I was it. We got say, to, we did. We did. We did uh, but MJ we almost did. Soup. We almost did. And I'm just saying, watch it, radio professional. Why are you getting saucy when we did get to the <laughs> thing you wanted to do? Because it's Monday, baby. I'm always <laughs> saucy on a Monday. I'm on the right side. It's a Monday. I'm feeling good. We are... Walker, get this. We are 20 days away from Charlotte Hornets basketball, from the basketball hitting the hardwood October right? 2nd. Gracious. Yeah, it's sneaking up on you, I know. Uh, I but October think. 2nd, they play the Boston Celtics at 12 p.m. Little brunch ball. <laughs> I love a little brunch ball. <laughs> Alliteration so is the best, dude. Alliteration, it just makes everything better. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I, what about Panthers punting? That's some good alliteration for a Monday, a little Monday morning quarterbacking. The Panthers make me puke is what happens. <laughs> That's what happens with the Carolina Panthers. I'll be talking I'm glad about they it. lost. I'm glad they lost. I want yeah. a little, and I know there's a lot of Panthers fans probably listening to this podcast. They go, Doug, no, come on. Yeah. We're all on the same team here. Here's the thing. I want Panthers fans to be as miserable as I am right now. I'm not feeling great about the team. Hopefully Clifford cheers me up. We're going to talk about these quotes in a second, mm-hmm. and I hope he cheers me up because I'm not feeling great right now. And yeah, I want Panthers fans to join me in that feeling. Speaking of your sauciness, this weekend you were texting. It was just out of the blue. This is how I know that your genuine <laughs> feelings are here, is that you were texting us, me and David Walker, out of the blue, hey, can Mitch Kupchak do something? It was just, I, I'm trying to tell people, it wasn't like we were talking about the Hornets and then he responded no. with that. I haven't texted and you I, in weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the rundown, too, it's Mitch Cup. We have a countdown of Mitch Kupchak's inactivity. So we're mad. All right. We're going to talk about that in the third segment, along with your wheel, Doug. So please don't get at me. Let's actually talk about Steve Clifford's comments first. So he spoke to Rod Boone in the Charlotte Observer, spoke about LaMelo, spoke about the young players, player development, and did, but really didn't speak about Miles Bridges. Let's start about, let's start talking uh, LaMelo and Steve's comments first, though, here, Doug. So here's Steve Clifford discussing LaMelo. Quote, he's been great. He's been here almost the whole summer. He likes to be in the gym. He works hard both on the court and in the weight room. I've enjoyed getting to know him, and I think that he's ready or in a good place to get off to a good start. I mean, I think he's done all the right things this summer, and I've been really impressed with him. So that was the first answer there. Pretty much confirming what we all see from LaMelo. That guy loves to hoop. He's in the gym constantly. He's been in Charlotte this summer for most of the summer, as Steve Clifford said. I think that's something we've kind of talked about a lot. And you like that. If you're a Hornets fan, there's nothing bad about what you heard Steve Clifford say there. No, I mean, it's, it's, that's been clear. Uh, you know, his efforts, uh, his intensity, his will to get better. None of that has ever been uh, in question. And, and I think it's, 
it's what he's developing is the big question, Walker. Is he developing the things that that were, you know, he he puts on a, a facade of of you know that that his game is a hundred percent complete. But I think behind that, he understands that there are things that are necessary to get better at every year. That's something Clifford stresses a lot that like even veteran players come into a summer with something to improve on. He was working with Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets as an advisor. And that's the one thing that he took away from Kevin Durant. That is all of the heights that Kevin Durant has reached as an individual player and, and as a team player, he still comes into a summer with something that he wants to tweak in his game, something that he wants to get better at. And, and hopefully that, that exists uh, in LaMelo as well. Well, and, and Rod Boone does ask uh, Steve, uh, Steve Clifford, what do you think is the next step for LaMelo? What does that look like? And Steve responded with this quote with player development. The misconception is they only get better when they're young. The better yeah. players have a goal. I just said that. I just said now he's saying it. I just said it. Yep. And so, yeah, it, you, you totally said it first. <laughs> and then we put this whole write up in there. The better players have a goal. They have a plan for every summer to get better, no matter how old they are. And that's what he's doing. He has his things in different areas and he's been working on them. But I think the biggest thing for him, I think he would tell you the same thing is team success. The best players ultimately in our league are always judged by how well their team does. And I know mm. he's motivated for us to be a playoff team, which would be a good step. And I think in talking with him, that seems to be his vision now. Okay. Yeah. Fine answer. Totally right. That we envision the best players being on the best teams. And because we envision the sport of basketball to be most directly affected by one person Compared to the NFL or baseball, you can have Mike Trout and the Angels still suck. You can have a great quarterback, but if you have an awful offensive line, right? Like if you have a really good basketball player, then that can affect some things a little more so than your one good player in these different leagues. Problem is, it's like what? he's. I, I hope he's working to get better all around. I know LaMelo is doing that. Like I know that. Didn't get a whole lot of detail on what LaMelo was hoping to get better here, but still, we do need the team success to come, and we would like for it to come sooner rather than later. Well, and the team success is not entirely in LaMelo's control, right? That's correct. I mean, and the team also has a responsibility to put players around LaMelo. LaMelo, you know, two years in the league, I get it, but he hasn't had a rim-running big to this point that you really say, oh, yeah, that's like the perfect compliment to LaMelo Ball, and the Charlotte Hornets have delivered that to him. Now, maybe Mark Williams develops into that. Hopefully he develops into it sooner rather than later. But he's, he's got a pretty Mason crazy Plumlee motor right now. I'll, I'll say that he's got a pretty crazy motor, man. Like it, he runs rim to rim pretty well. He plays like it, it's kind of, that's why I love him so much. You, you talk about a seven footer at his size with that standing reach. You don't necessarily think of him as a really good transition player, but that do, that dude right. does run from one end of the court, you know, as hard as he can. And, and so LaMelo, I think, is going to benefit and, and vice versa from that. Yeah, but there's a team responsibility to help uh, LaMelo, you know, have team to help him help them have team success, if that makes sense. Okay. But the second part of this, and I think what will be more interesting to see develop as we get into media day and into preseason and then into the regular season is on the defensive end, because I see if I'm trying to like read tea leaves here and read between the lines, you know, I think Steve Clifford, I, I think he's going to ask LaMelo to sacrifice a little bit on the defensive end, his his willingness to always go for these steals and get into transition that often left the Hornets last season uh, playing from behind on defense, getting into you know these constant rotations defensively because Lamelo would take this big risk. When it works, it's great, but when it doesn't work, 
it, it leads to a basket for the other team pretty easily. So that's what I think, you know, when you're talking about team success, what do you sacrifice as an individual to make the team better? I think I think defensively that's where Steve Clifford's going to hone in because I don't think Steve Clifford really wants to mess with LaMelo Ball's game offensively. But defensively, I think there's some things that, that could be tweaked. I think that's where the weight room comes in more than any finishing at the rim, hitting more of your floaters, practicing that because it's such an effective move for him to get to that spot. Just hit it more, right? Because we see him take a lot of floaters, but he's actually not as efficient. And you might think when that's kind of a signature move or one of them, that's certainly in his arsenal. Let's. I know a lot about two. the weight room. I know a lot, ton, ton about the weight. I, I, I don't, I don't lift a lot of weights, uh, but I do kind of stand around the weight room. Mm-hmm. I sort of, I kind of are you using that? Are you you're good? Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. And you know, no, I'm standing around the weight room a lot. Do you have the high socks and the headband on with your hair tied back? Oh yeah, big like white tube socks for sure. Yeah, yeah. headband. Yeah, I've got it all. I've got yeah, big head, these big head, these headphones right here that you see me wearing on YouTube right now. I take these into the gym. <laughs> so I'm just you know, it's about looking professional. You got to look the part, right? Dress for the job that you want. That's how I feel about how I am in the weight room. And nobody looks more the part than when Doug Branson is in the weight room. And that's just a straight fact. I'm glad we have YouTube now for everybody to see just how bulked you are. Can you give us a gun show flash real quick? Oh, yeah. Look, you these, man, look, 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 look at that look at drape. Look at these. That's 100% grade A. <laughs> look, here I am. Doing it. I, look at these noodle arms right here. Look, they just flow. Yeah, we got it. This is a yeah. listen. Woo. Yep. Yeah, just you want long, chicken wings? Arms. If, you, if you're if you've been starving for some chicken wings, this is the show for you, folks. <laughs> YouTube.com yeah. I mean, forward slash chicken wings. They're they're long arms, but boy, <laughs> they are not thick arms. That Locked is on sure. chicken wings. Uh, last two comments, real quickly. Talked about the young players. Wanted to discuss the individual development, but he Steve Clifford was saying, "Yeah, I watch a lot of film. You have the individual development of these guys. The problem is when they're on the court, we're not winning. We're not performing very well. So I have to figure that out." to see how these guys can mesh into what is a productive product. He didn't say anything about Miles. He was questioned on Miles just for that to be on the record. Rod Boone did ask Steve Clifford about Miles Bridges. Steve said, quote, with the legalities involved, I can't discuss that at all. I'm just not in a place where I can do that. So any comments there about his lack of conversation on Miles and or the young players? No, the, the onus is on not on Steve Clifford to make a comment about this. This is totally expected. Um, you know, it's the team's responsibility. I think there's some question about how much the, even the team can say, how much is the NBA involved? There are just so many things that we don't know. What we do know uh, is that there is a qualifying offer extended to Miles Bridges. He is still in some way connected to this organization and as long as he is connected to this organization there will be these questions but as Nada Edwards who was on the show uh, last week he sort of was trying to look into the future about how the team was going to handle this and this answer here with the legalities involved I can't discuss that at all you know might be a preview of how they handle it as it as this situation continues to leak into the preseason all right, coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We have some rankings to talk about. Rank Radio, one of our favorite things. We're going to do it right here on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Mark Stein released his power rankings. I don't know where the Hornets fall, so I'm going to try to take a guess at where they fall. We're going to play a game, and Doug is going to throw that question at me. Let's talk about Bet Online first, though. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, 
episodes, news and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. You just got to see that for the NFL. So we'll see what happens tonight, Monday Night Football, and then we'll have all of the records taken care of before we move on into the NFL regular season. Bet Online is also your continued source for all your sport wagering information. That includes live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. That includes the MLB, MMA, boxing, even golf. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can do either one of those. Bet Online, where the game starts. Steiny rankings coming up next. Lockdown Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. Did we like the Marco Bellinelli experiment here no. in Charlotte? Or are we glad that he's kind of gone? I, I, I'm one of those kind of glad he's I, gone. I, I, one I'm of the too. only players that has blocked Locked On Hornets on Twitter. Did he block us? <laughs> yeah. He blocked us. I, did, what, Some, did, for did we hate on him? Did we come at him for something? Or? So I may have said, and I didn't at him or anything like that, but I may have said that his defense on LeBron James at one point resembled that of a potted plant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, maybe LeBron James. Ooh, Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Who's the most valuable NBA player this season? Locked on and bet online present the NBA top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19th. You can find it on Locked on NBA wherever you get your podcast. And you can also find that on YouTube. I'll tell you who it isn't. Devin Booker. He better not be anywhere near that list. Snooker? Devin yeah, Snooker. Devin Snooker, Devin Snooker okay. might be on that list. He might have bought his way onto that list. The strays continue coming into a second week here well, on the Lockdown Hornets podcast for Devin Booker. All right, let's get to the power rankings here, Doug. You wanted to play a game regarding this power rankings that you have here? Want to play a game? Yeah, I'd like to play a game. What I'd is like that? You to... What was that voice from? Goodness. That's the that's the <laughs> Saw. Scary. You remember Saw? You, you, yeah, were but you a big I don't fan of the Saw franchise. <laughs> Want to play a game? <laughs> I, I thought so, but was it more muffled? It, it sounds it sounds like EA and SAR coming together in your impersonation. Want to play a game? It's in the game. All right, what is it? Let's what 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 game do you want to play? <laughs> what? Should I do my cup check? Oh, want to play a game? Uh, we I like wanna, games. We, you know, we uh, mm. we want to uh, we want to play a game. Yeah, games are fun. No, we got eighty two. Yeah. Backgammon is something I played back in the day. Okay. Mark Stein, power rankings. Uh, Yeah. I just really, the game is simple. What do you, where do you think uh, (laughs) Steiny had the Hornets out of? Yeah. Um, I didn't know if you had like any tears or anything like that. No tears. This is just a straight, straight, right, right into the veins power ranking. Okay. What do you think? Um, 23. (laughs) Oh, my. Gosh, you're correct. Yeah, I swear I didn't look at it. MJ, baby. Chicken soup. All right. MJ, number 23. That's where the Hornets come in. What's the reasoning behind that, Doug? Why does Mark Stein have them at 23rd? Steiny says only four teams made coaching changes in the offseason and only Michael Jordan's Hornets. I don't know if you knew that, Walker. Uh, The Charlotte Hornets are owned by Michael Jordan. You know who is good at basketball? Michael Jordan. Only Michael Jordan's Hornets took the truly untraditional route of hiring a coach, Steve Clifford, that had ar- that they had already fired. Yet it remains yeah. to be seen if Clifford, dismissed after the 17-18 season, but known for fielding teams that can defend, can generate substantive 
improvement with a substantive substantive improvement with a group that hasn't changed much. I like losing its what's that? <laughs> Nothing. Go. No, I was doing Mitch. I was doing Mitch Cup take again. Please go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> With a group that hasn't changed much beyond losing its second best player, Miles Bridges, indefinitely, as well as Montrez Harrell. He does put in parentheses here, discussing Bridges any further in a basketball context continues to feel wholly inappropriate given the gravity of the domestic abuse charges against him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Miles Bridges being gone. It's going to hurt the Hornets, and we all know that, and yet there's something extremely way more serious going on with Miles Bridges. And so now when we talk about the players that are currently on the roster suiting up for this Hornets team, you didn't make any offseason improvements except for addressing the young center spot. And I say young because, one, he is coming in out of college after two years playing with Duke, but also we don't know if that's going to be an immediate fix. I would be one that would like to see Mark Williams earlier in the season than bringing him in at the midway point or even closer to the end. I would like to give him a real nice sample size to help protect the rim. I saw a lot of great things defensively from Mark Williams, but you know, Doug, like that's, that's the thing we have to hold on to outside of talking about how LaMelo PJ can improve. Can Terry and Gordon stay healthy and just remain status quo with their ability. Their big new addition is Mark Williams, their first round pick because Bryce McGowan's just is not going to get that much playing time at all this year. So it's, that's why we have to go to the center spot and talk about your 15th overall selection. He needs to get the benefit of the doubt. There's absolutely no question about that. Unless, unless Mark Williams comes out of this preseason and, and all of us unanimously are going, wow, he is not ready. I mean, I, I think yeah. all of us felt that way about Kai Jones. It's like, oh, some flashes, but certainly not ready for big NBA minutes. If we all feel like that, then then I think you know that the, there's there's you can give Clifford some leeway on the on the center position going back to Plumlee. Uh, but if there's if it's even close, yeah, I think I think Mark Williams needs to get minutes sooner rather than later. Uh, would you like to hear the teams that the Charlotte Hornets beat out in these rankings? Well, I would, because if I'm not mistaken, you have them ranked at 23, then I know it's not an even split, but the idea is that you would have an even split between the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. That would leave them out of the play-in altogether. And I know how good the East is. They got a lot better last offseason. They pretty much remained the same this offseason and got better in spots. So yeah, let's hear some of the teams that they're mentioned with, Doug. Well, here's how good the East is. He has the Bulls at 19. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I know, you know, I know Zach Lowe's talked about that. I know some people are, I, plus this Lonzo stuff, like this Lonzo yeah. ball, it, you're just not being ready. We don't know exactly when he's going to come back. That was a slow, creeping, big news story as the offseason went on. Uh, the Knicks at 20, the Kings at 21, the Wizards at 22. So the Wizards right above the Hornets. And I really, I feel like that's a tier. The Kings, the Wizards, and uh, the Hornets of teams that just really have no idea which direction they they want to go because everybody yeah. when the Wizards put the big deal in for Beal everybody was going what the what 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 yeah uh, and right. Kings are all the Kings always inspire that like what 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 are they doing <laughs> yeah uh, all right below the Hornets though the Detroit Pistons at twenty four the Magic at twenty five uh, the Houston Rockets at twenty six. And uh, my, I have to go to the actual, my email preview is not giving me the rest of the teams, well, but those are well, three teams. Yeah, but, but here's the frustrating part too, Doug. You mentioned the Detroit Pistons and Orlando Magic being behind the Hornets, 
And yet you certainly feel better about what they did this offseason. You feel because they got better. So Detroit, they make some moves. They have Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran to go alongside Cade Cunningham and Sadiq Bay. That's fun. I mean, that is so much fun. And they're, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs either. They're probably in this right ranking spot. I agree with Mark, but you feel good about them. And then Orlando goes out and gets Palabon Caro number one overall. Love it. Love the pick when they made it, even if we kind of thought Chet or um, Jabari Smith might be that guy. I love the pick going for Palo. Yeah. And so out of all the teams you mentioned, it's like maybe the Wizards are there with the Hornets. But as far as the teams that just kind of remained the same this offseason. But yeah, outside of that, you can feel good about what these other franchises did. The Hornets needed several players last season to make significant leaps in order to get them into a play-in slash play-off contention. I mean, the, the Vegas wasn't very high on the Hornets last season, and they needed big jumps from several players, and they got those. The unfortunate thing for the Charlotte Hornets is that they find themselves now in a second consecutive season where they need play. They need multiple players to make big jumps mm-hmm. again. Yeah. It might, it might, I don't think it's going to be Cody Martin. One of the players that made a pretty significant jump last season. I, I, obviously I don't think it's going to be miles bridges who might not even be on the team uh, come the regular season. So, you know, you're looking at LaMelo ball, possibly making a leap into all NBA. Uh, PJ Washington is, is sitting right there has been playing, consistently uh, but has not really made a big jump in his career to date Uh, but they're going to need those kinds of things to happen to fall into place Mark Williams to take over that center spot like if he hasn't if he hasn't grabbed that center spot uh, you know and and really just taking it away from Mason Plumlee not not if he's given it at the end of the year then well we know where the season is but if he takes it at the beginning of this season then okay now I'm starting to now I'm starting to feel a little bit better All right, Doug's angry. So for the third segment, we're going to go to something that he's cooked up over the weekend because of this anger. Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We go to the cup check counter. It's not a good thing. We're going to go to that. And also, we are going to go to the wheel of random Hornets content. That's all coming up in the final segment of Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. I'm a fantastic Googler. I'm bad at logging in. If they were to do sort of a scouting report of of me and my ability to use the internet. Todd, 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 Todd. Yeah. I, Excellent Googler. Not a very good guy that's logging in. Very yeah. good at interrupting the host anytime he's trying to go on a rant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I forgot about my Doug Branson draft profile assessment as male Kuiper M-E-H-L Kuiper we need to do that next time the NBA draft is here yeah, but the problem uh, is the problem is whenever you say it I know your last name is M-E-H-L even you have to spell it out for people but I I know your last name is pronounced male mm-hmm. but it still s- sounds like you're a, like a male Kuiper which is I don't know it's like yes yeah, male, male Kuiper is is a male he is a man <laughs> I know it seems my, redundant my last name is a it. Yeah, I know. It, it doesn't flow with a whole lot of stuff, and so I have to try to find... Like, if I see just a little window, I'm going to jump right through it to try to make sure that joke works. Um, <laughs> all right, you texted us, Doug. Me and David, you're mad at Mitch Kupchak. What's the Kupchak counter? I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm mad. You're frustrated. I think mad is, mad is the wrong word. It's, frustrated. Um, it's outraged. <laughs> yes. I, was, I was wondering. I was like, dude. You are you are absolutely at least a little bit mad. 
not with him personally. I'm sure I'm sure right. he's a fine fella. Um, I mm. just uh, I'm sure he's a fine male. Um, but you know, it's 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 really in the inaction that I'm that I'm upset with. Yeah, and I just decided I'm gonna start a cup check counter because I was I asked you and David like when is the last time. Because we always say it on the show, Cupjack, do something. Please, Mitch, do something. Help us. And I said, when is the last time that he actually did something? And the only answer I can come up with is when, and obviously hindsight being 2020, this is not great, but it's when they went out and got Gordon Hayward. And that was... Okay, okay, okay. really? Okay. I know, I know, but but at the time, it felt like something, right? No, I'm I'm saying I I would have thought maybe you were going to go back to like trying to I mean as as funny as it sounds bring gone Isaiah Thomas or sign Kelly Oubre like That's last not year something. That's okay. those are not those are I didn't not know your qualifications. I didn't know your qualifications. Those those are those are margin those are marginal pieces and they're okay. those are important moves. No, I'm not discounting the importance of the moves. But those are hitting around the margins. I'm talking about doing something significant that changes the course of this organization, or at least has the potential to, right? The Gordon Hayward signing did not, but it had the potential to. I mean, we've seen when Gordon Hayward's healthy, this team looks significantly better. It has at times with Gordon Gordon Hayward healthy, it has looked like a playoff team, like a 6-5-4 seed, okay? So it obviously hasn't worked out because of injury, but it had the potential to. The last time he did something, this is my cup check counter. I'm going to keep track of this. It's been 652 days since Mitch <laughs> Cupcheck did something. According to Doug's own personal record book. Oh, I meant to play the fanfare there, but I had the stream deck down. Hold on. I can hear fanfare. I got fanfare. Um, you heard it. The people did, and now the people have. 652 gotcha. days since Mitch Cupcheck did something. I, I can't wait to see the next time he actually makes a move if that is going to end the cup check counter or if you're just going to continue to have it go because it probably won't be big enough for you to end the cup check counter. Let's get to this wheel of content because I know you're angry that we almost missed it. You're, yes, outraged maybe is the better word that we almost missed it, yet we still even got to it. All right, we have new topics. Let's scroll it or let's spin it, I should say, and see what we got. Well, let's let's wheel. tell the people what the topics are. Give okay. them an opportunity to, uh, you know, really feel Digest the tension, uh, cheer for their favorite topic, if you will. I know people are just sitting on the edge of their seats right now <laughs> waiting to hear yeah. these topics that we have on the wheel of random Hornets content lineups. We still have one more lineup to get to. We've been previewing all of the lineups that we think the Hornets uh, should throw out there this season. Who wore it best? Oh man, the fan, the fan mail is just pouring in on who wore it best. Love it. One of our best segments. We go through all the Jersey numbers and we tell you who wore it best. Spectrum updates. There have been updates to the Spectrum Center, and you can't know about them until the wheel lands on it and we tell you about it. There's no other way for you to get this information. It's all lady luck at this point. And then, of course, MJ or Chicken Soup. I'm leaving it on the board, giving oh, wow. uh, Walker a chance at redemption. He lost in in the last matchup. That's not true. Oh, yeah, that's right. You won. I wanted you to lose. I'm sorry. You did win. I, my fault. I wanted you to lose. <laughs> I don't Swarm know why we have to such vote. Hostility. Swarm to vote. Uh, there's information about the Hornets, important information about what the Hornets are doing uh, to help uh, get the word out about voting, to help uh, people uh, actually uh, vote. 
and it's important information, but the only way you can learn about it is if the wheel lands on it. Even, even if I already talked about it in the episode where you were gone. <laughs> it's crucial. It's vibe. Okay. People didn't listen. To that. People didn't listen to that episode. Let's That's get right. real. That's right. They come, they come for you in the right chair. I, and I finally, this is that. the newest edition. Lamello, Nito, Stato. All right, we've gone to the whole segment just informing the people on the topics. Let's let's now try to spin the wheel and see what topic we get. Da, 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 da. I don't know why it's not playing the music. It's not. That's we're just gonna have to convince hey, people. Hey, Spectrum <laughs> updates. <laughs> All right, Walker, the wheel is spoken. Spectrum yes, updates. Yes. Give it to us. It's the only way people can know about it. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it via it the, the wheel. You called for it. It happened, and now we can finally inform the, the people. The wheel has so, been gracious. These updates actually came play. Uh, actually, took place um, August thirtieth is when the Hornets sent them out. So they're bringing back an old name, the Uptown Concourse, but they have a number of new additions and upgrades to introduce. So one new area that the Hornets are excited about is the launch of the first ever fan section. It's called the Nest. They've reserved sections 216 and 218. So 216 through 218. Ooh, my former section. When I first had my season tickets, I was a 218er. Shout out, 218. All right, you're a part of the nest. I think people should shout out uh, their sections like, you know how people shout out their area codes? You know, Mm -hmm. 704, right? 218. 218 in the Mm -hmm. 218. Yeah, you can you can shout that out if you want to. Those are the areas immediately. You have to shout. You're so far away. I mean, you're so far up. You know, you got to shout. It's the only way people will hear you. It's true. That's above the Dr. Pepper (laughs) Pavilion. Those are the fans uh, reserved for the fans who are dedicated to bringing the energy and taking the lead and creating a home court advantage for the Hornets. Those seats also come with exclusive uh, monthly T-shirts and additional giveaways, as well as the opportunity to be featured on the Spectrum Center scoreboard and Hornets social media channels during those games. So those tickets are currently available as full season memberships. Um, and you can go to Hornets.com to find some more information on that. So cool stuff there for the Hornets. Yeah, they have a fan section, Doug. I know you've kind of wanted like the the deer thing with Milwaukee. What is that called? Like the deer, the deer park district. or whatever. I know it's a water too, but I didn't know if that was also the fan section for Milwaukee. Well, that's a different park. thing, right? Yeah. This this yeah, appears right. to be, obviously it's inside it the thing. building. Mm-hmm. And there are just some special things that if you're in those sections, I mean, it's cool um, because if you are buying season tickets to actually go to the games and not resell them, then it's nice to know that there are dedicated sections where it's like, no, this, but I don't know how they, how do you enforce that? Right. I mean, like it, it, you, people could still sell those tickets and then you get like an obnoxious heat fan or an obnoxious Hawks fan. I don't know. I don't know what that situation's really going to be there. Now I want an actual district outside yeah. the, the spectrum center and they may, you know, but to do that, you got to win something. You know, that that thing kind of happens as a result of people wanting to knock down the door to get into your building. <laughs> That's not happening right now. Um, they also but maybe it will at some point. Not yeah, now. the the. Uh- yeah, the um, it would be really cool to see that. But the Uptown Concourse I was mentioning previously, too, that is uh, completed behind the Dr. Pepper Pavilion, behind sections 216 through 18 as well. So behind the nest and it's outside section 201. That's where the uh, Corona Beach House sits, too. <laughs> a so. lot of real estate. I mean, <laughs> it's just you've got a pavilion. You've got I mean, are there suburbs? Uh, is there a school? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, how are the schools? Nest is the deal here. Yeah, the nest, I might want to move. I might want to move in. Um, might, yeah, I need to know smart. the ratings on the schools first. Um, I have a child. I don't know if you know this. I have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing on the uh, people love to be on the scoreboard. By the way, I love that idea that you put them on those. If they're in that section, you put them on the scoreboard because. It, and, and number two, I like that they're doing something for the the upper section for the 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 people for the mm-hmm. the working person that's going to these games. I, yeah, I started in 218. I know all mm-hmm. about that. So I like that. I like that they're doing something there. Yeah. People love to be on the scoreboard. My favorite thing, though, is when somebody is on the scoreboard, they realize they're on the scoreboard, and then they, like, fumble around. They try to get the phone, and then they, as soon as they lift the phone to take a picture, which I don't get, why would you want to – I don't understand that whole thing. Like, You're why would you want to take face. a picture of yourself of yourself on a score? Anyway, but they do. But just as they go, they cut away. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah, that, that's comedy. That's messed up, to be honest with you. I was always a kid <laughs> that anytime I would be scared. I didn't want to be on the Jumbotron, man. I was way too scared of all of that pressure because you're supposed to do some kind of dance or whatever. And so I would just act like I couldn't see that I was on the Jumbotron. I would see and then I would look down and then I would act like I was or I was going to go get something to eat as a kid. Couldn't handle it. Could oh man, I loved it. I showed off, let's show it off the chicken wings, baby. You get on there, you, you give them a couple of these. Flex right cam. Here. Ching, 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 ching. Chicken wings. Flex, flex, flex cam for Doug Branson. All right, thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. For your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes with Lockdown NBA. Lockdown NBA, it's your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. We'll bring back the chicken wings tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>